Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Well, she's half a co-host today, friends. I, I can't help it. I really, I, I have restless leg and I didn't take my medicine yesterday. So all through the night I suffered and then I took it like early this morning. And so now I'm tired from not only not getting any sleep, but also um, because I took the medicine it makes me tired. Yeah, so. so she's sitting here with her eyes half open. We just did prayer. prayer. She about fell off her stool. Yeah. <laughs> I could hear the snoring. I told her, I said, I can't open my eyes now. <laughs> but we have a really important yeah. um, episode to present to you, friends and fans and followers. Uh, so tune in and Catherine, wake up. We got to keep you awake. Yep. Chug that water or whatever it takes. We should have had a co- yes, uh, mama. pot of coffee going. I want- know. I did text you. You must not have seen I it. I didn't. Do you yeah. want coffee? Well, I well, we can't now. Can we? Muffin's over there. All I'll right. text him. I'll okay. tell him to make us some coffee. Oh, yes. Jeeves, please. Yeah. Okay. So while I'm texting yeah. Muffin, you tell our friends what episode we're on and what we're going to share with them. We're on episode 131. And what we're sharing today is we are going to review the movie that we just watched called Sound of Freedom. And it is the true story of Tim Ballard. Ballard, Mm -hmm. yes. And he was an undercover agent who later left the um, government agency and started his own underground sex trafficking extraction. Very, very powerful and moving movie and uh it's starring jim caviezel who is a christian and this movie meant a lot to him as well so we're gonna do a review of that and so there's nothing there's nothing funny about it i mean sometimes we like to you know incorporate some kind of fun and laughter but i don't know i was so heavy-hearted after we watched it as you know and i know you were too And it's very disturbing. But at the same time, they pointed out that it's something we don't like to talk about in polite society is the way they had said it. And I think that's true. It um, it's it's terrible. One of the biggest consumers in all the world of this perversion are is Americans. Yeah. The difficulty in this topic of human trafficking is that, A, you don't want to imagine that it could exist. Yeah. And then when you discover that it does exist, you don't want it to be in your neck of the woods. Yeah, right. And it's both. It does exist. It's in our neck of the woods. We're not separated from it. Mm -hmm. And because, for one thing, because of technology, it's online everywhere. Yeah. So if you're listening to us right now through a computer or a phone, then you're on a device that is capable of sharing um, images that have been um, taken of children forcibly you know they're they're enslaved to this um criminal undertaking i I almost called it it an industry but i hate calling it that giving it credit like that's what it feels like calling it that well it's a real money maker i mean they make a ton of money doing this it's the fastest growing crime ever Mm mm-hmm and that is because, like, with the drug crime, you know, like, say, if somebody buys, I don't know, cocaine or whatever, it's used once and that's it. Whereas human beings can be used 
over and over. I hate saying that, but it's a fact. Here's here's the reason that we decided to do this topic because it doesn't really fit in with our laugh anyway brand because yeah, right. we're certainly not going to say that these types of things have Happen, any any sort anyway. of humor in them at right. all. But one of the one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this topic and I did suggest it to Catherine because next up on our list was women in finance and I was like <laughs> yawn snooze let's put that one off. Let's put that at the bottom with procrastination. Right. <laughs> but this film uh just released this weekend. It is t- today is actually July 4th and the right. film just released and I looked at the um, trailer for the film. Mm-hmm. And of course, I texted our, some people and I said, hey, let's go to this film. So six of us went to, to watch it, even though I knew that it would be hard to watch. Mm-hmm. There are things there that would be hard to hear. But I feel like it's important. You know, we live in a culture. Everybody, you know, we, we have our little piece of the world, our little piece of influence. Let's educate ourselves yeah. to the best of our ability with these types of things, let's not stick our head in the sand. Right. And then instead of feeling powerless, let's be power filled and let's just do what we can do. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do everything. Like we don't have to be Tim Ballard or Jim Caviezel or, Mm -hmm. you know, the Angel Network or whoever these people are that put this film together. Yeah. But they're not, they didn't put the film together to, um, to say, hey, look at us, look what we're doing. They put it together to inspire people this is what's really happening in real time yeah this is about awareness that's that's um their main goal about this Mm -hmm. and they they need support they can't this is expensive because so there's a lot of bureaucracy involved with government and this is why tim ballard left the agency so in real life um this he when he was in college he studied uh terrorism and so that's what he was going into. And then when he graduated, his superiors were like, hey, we're going to start a human trafficking kind of division. And we're going to put you in that. He didn't want to do that. But uh, but he did. And then uh, he gets in deep. And he's undercover. And he learns how to how to be undercover. And uh, when, when they were training him, they had said, you either are going to have it or you don't. We can't teach certain things. Yeah. But... Uh, but anyway, so he had it. And then uh, because this is happening in foreign countries, they're busting like the Americans that are the predators. Right. But they can't exactly use like the American government can't exactly do what his heart was wanting to do, which was um, to extract these children out of these things. And that's Colombia. It's Haiti. It's it's everywhere. Um, but they're limited. Their hands are tied. So he decided to quit. He lost his pension. He had six kids at the time. And his wife had encouraged him to, to do so. And they had no money. But uh, that's the power of when you feel God's calling for something. And I think, I don't know if it was in an interview that I heard or if it was actually um, in the movie, but he had said you can't ignore God's calling yeah when God calls you to something you can't just ignore it yeah, actually it might have been Jim Caviezel that had said that in an interview it definitely seems like both men both Jim Caviezel as well as uh, Tim Ballard 
uh, th- they've been inspired. Mm-hmm. And when one is inspired by your creator, by Almighty God, mm-hmm. you really can't ignore that because yeah. it's coming from a place that is so f- far deep in your soul. It's yeah. it's coming yeah. from the essence of who you are. Yeah. And so you have to give them, all of them, anyone who was involved in the creation of this film Mm -hmm. to tell the story, you have to give them credit, you know, that that they followed it. And and ultimately, obviously, Tim, there'd be no story if he he didn't listen. And and did you catch that it was his wife who really spurred him on to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Catherine. I know. Lady Catherine. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, uh, he... You know, he was moved to do this, to rescue children, but he th- thought that it sounded just crazy, like ludicrous, like it could never happen. I, I won't have the resources to do it. And he talks to his wife about it, and she says, you have to do it. If God is calling you to do it, you have to do it. There's yeah. no question about it. And I know that at first, they so they had a little baby on the way, and the wife was like, oh, no, I, that no, that's too dark. I don't want to bring this darkness into our world. And then it was the next day or something like that. And she had been like crying. And she said, I could not sleep last night. And she said, the same reason I don't want you to do it is the same reason I want you to do it. Because what if, uh, you know, what if this was our children? So, uh, so he, a wise man should listen to his wife. Um, well, th- uh, well he man just, should not be alone, Catherine. Right. And yes, we are their helpers. God provides God, God the helper. God said so. Right. Okay. Uh, so just a spoiler alert. If you have not gone to see Sound of Freedom, we may give some details that you may not want to hear until you've seen the movie. Right. But Good point. don't let that stop you from seeing and supporting oh. the movie. Mm-hmm. And if you do go see the movie, stay to the end of the credits because they give you a call to action. We're going to have a call to action here um, at the end of this podcast as well. So please don't tune out, even if Catherine falls asleep, <laughs> on the table here in the pod lab. And Muffin just texted me. He said he's making the coffee. So we <gasps> oh, should be yay. good. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in, uh, we'll just have to say hi to him because he is a sponsor. Speaking of sponsors, <laughs> yes. let's... Let's uh, let's identify our sponsors and get that out of the way. Tell our uh, listeners mm-hmm. all about our sponsorship program, Catherine. Well, our sponsors help us to move this ministry and this podcast forward because this platform that we use, it costs money every month and we need new equipment. There is a convention where we want to go and learn more things and hopefully we can use the money for that. Mm-hmm. And so this helps us... Um, in that way and not only that it's very encouraging yeah so not only monetarily is it you know helpful but also it's very encouraging every time somebody uh you know donates some money it so. is and you know i'm looking back here our last um patreon supporter we call them humor contributors because mm-hmm. you're helping to con- to bring humor into the world with our podcast but the last one we got was in may so we didn't get any in june oh i know (laughs) Uh oh so Uh now we're at the beginning of july i just want to toss out this challenge to anybody that's listening to the to the sound of my voice you're so good at that i'm glad you're doing it i know because so like (laughs) (laughs) does anybody notice me (laughs) so bad listen here's the deal 
you just have to ask. And I'm I'm just going to say this. If you if you listen to our podcast, like if you look forward to new episodes coming out and you're like, oh, I haven't listened to that one. I'm going to listen to it. And if you enjoy it and you get it, if you get like excited about the mission that we have, because mm-hmm. we're trying to point people to Jesus at the end. Yeah. End of the day. Yes, it's good to be informed. It's good to laugh. It's good to this, to that. But at the end of the day, we point people to Jesus. If you're on board with that, just support us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just take 15 minutes out of your day. Go to the um, little support page thing. It's in the show notes of every episode that you get. And it, just it is sign quite up. easy. Yes. And it's five bucks a month. I guarantee you will never miss it. You will never miss it. And we will appreciate it. That's right. <laughs> so, and we give little bonus stuff to the to We're working on that. So stay tuned. Yeah, yeah we, do, we do our best to create some videos. And then sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But well, Plus we do a shout out. Yes, we do. So right now, shout out to Katie, Colleen, Ursula, Nancy, Kenny, Karen, Janine, Muffin, Darlene, Courtney, Joan. Mm. And then we have Gail, Gail. Carla. And we had one more. Linda. What? I thought we had four that gave us a check. Uh, I should write them down. Sorry if I'm missing somebody. Yeah. I know we had Gail and Carla and Linda. I keep forgetting that Linda uh, gave you a check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Linda, our Bible study leader. She didn't want to do the. Yes, and friend. She did not want to do the um, the recurring billing. Yeah. So she just did a one-time gift. Anyway, we got to move on because we got to get oh, yeah. to this episode. All right, we've got three takeaways. We're going to do the review mm-hmm. of the movie, and then we're going to share um, three ways that you can help, three practical ways that you can get behind this effort yeah. to put an end to human trafficking. We always have a call to action, so stay tuned for that. So, Catherine, give me um, give me your synopsis of the film. Uh well, it opens up with so the the main storyline in in this case is there are there's this little brother and sister from the Honduras, and they think uh, that they are going to this little modeling thing. Well, actually, the little girl thinks that, and the father thinks that as well. And there is this woman, um, this Giselle, right? who she now this woman is kind of like the recruiter and she's so evil so evil horrible yes she reminded all of us of that woman who was recently convicted of the crime of that who worked with jeffrey epstein yeah whatever her name was gisler giselle or whatever something yeah and these two kids then of course are taken into the human trafficking world and the mission of Tim Ballard is to not only bust this up and do whatever he can to, to this human trafficking. His heart is touched and he's emotionally involved and he is determined to get these kids back. He first discovers the boy. He's able to rescue this boy. And then uh, the boy has on a necklace. And I believe that it was um, it's in Spanish, right? Yeah, Timoteo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in Spanish, but I believe it was a scripture, like First Timothy or something. But Tim Tim Ballard, the undercover agent, his name obviously is Tim, and the boy gives him this necklace. And the necklace was given to the boy by his sister right before they were to be separated. 
and it's in the all this is true you see this in the movie and i listen to interviews by tim ballard and jim caviezel i listen to quite a few and that's all true about this necklace and wow because you watch it and you think if i hadn't known that it was true i would be thinking the whole time is that really true yeah because um i won't give away all of it but it's a significant thing in the movie in the end so they go on this mission to bring these children especially that the two is what this is focused on and again it's true this story and what they see and what you see as a viewer is so disturbing and the whole time you keep thinking oh, i hope they don't show and and they don't they don't show the the most horrible the act of it's these not children. graphic at all so it's, don't right. let your um repulsive like reaction yeah. stop you from seeing this film right and definitely support the film with mm-hmm. your funds but go to the film yeah. in a theater mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about you're not going to see um the act you right. know you're going to know what's taking place but they do it in such a way that is really theatrically genius in my opinion yes Yes, I think it's the way things should be done. You know what's about to happen or what happened, but it's, as you said, it's it's not graphic. You don't see that, yeah. but they do take you there so that you're, they. I, I think in a way they have to so that they can pull your heartstrings. So It's the truth, and the truth is hard to look at. It is. That's one of the things we prayed about before we started this episode. You know, God sees everything, mm-hmm. and he, he knows the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm no matter who's trying to cover it up, yeah, you know? And he sees these precious children being abused, being uh, killed, being like their, their soul being ripped out of their, out of their bodies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the filmmaker did an excellent job of showing, like, for example, in the beginning of the film, this uh, Tim character, he has to watch a lot of videos oh, yeah. for his job with the government. And then he has to document what, what the video is showing. Yeah. So he's watching it with his eyes. Mm-hmm. And then he's typing with his fingers what's happening. So mm-hmm. they show like the typing on the screen. And then rather than show what's, what he's watching, they just show his eyes. Yes. And they focus in on, you know, the effect that this is having on him as a man who... You know, he he's he's a dad himself. Here comes Muffin. Come on oh, in. Yay. Thank you. Oh. oh open the door, Kat. Oh, oh, oh. Here we go. Thank you. Oh, Catherine thank almost you fell so asleep. Much, Ron. Appreciate it. This is wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Jeeves. <laughs> we have people, Catherine. <laughs> we do. We have people and the we best got a thing. Manservant. I know. And <laughs> the best thing about it Wait. is we don't have to pay him. Let's he, see let's see if he, he did it right. Us. Let's see. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Uh oh. The slurp. Oh, it's perfect. I told him cream and sugar for you. Yeah, but you didn't tell him how much, did well, you? Oh, no, but he knows. This is very good. You just like it because somebody brought it to you. What's wrong with that? Absolutely. So do you. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay, so friends, I think we're going to make it to the end of this episode, and Catherine's going to stay on her stool. She's got her caffeine. I need five minutes to to sip. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. So getting back to just the creativity of the way in which the director and the, you know, the filmmaker shared this story with the audience in a way that is showing the truth, but it's not crossing a line. It just gives you enough of the information so that you know what's going on and you you can be appalled by it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. 
I know that uh, Jim Caviezel, it, you know, acting looks easy, but uh, I saw an interview about how uh, how much he poured into this. And he also talked about how much, you know, he went through when he did The Passion of mm-hmm. Christ, uh, the Mel Gibson movie, mm-hmm. and all the obstacles um, when they tried to put that movie out and during it and after and um all the spiritual attacks and that happened with this movie too they had a lot of obstacles um that they had to to get past to put this movie out and yeah it's well we believe in spiritual attack for sure so um that's how powerful this is okay when you think about what's underlying pedophilia and child um molestation what's underlying uh, human trafficking it's pure evil evil. it's wicked and it is a spiritual war that's right it's not just a spiritual battle Mm -hmm. it's not a spiritual fight it's a spiritual war that's right and so there are um, enemies of god Mm -hmm. and the enemies of god are you know the powers of darkness all of those powers don't want a film like this to be shown. Right. They want people to be in their happy little lives with their puppy dogs and rainbows, yep. you know, and not thinking about what's going on right now mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And so many of us can say, well, I'm not consuming that. I'm not the, the one, you know, but yet we have a pornography issue that touches every single residence of our church, every residence in our little town. It, it. is literally an epidemic, a pandemic actually, because yeah. it's worldwide. But I was very disheartened to learn that Americans are the number one consumers of this. Yeah. And I, I want to say this too. When I went to Haiti in 2015, um, I don't know how much I could say, but I can say this. Uh, we met up with some people that were, they uh, headed up a safe house for uh, not, not just women. These were girls mm-hmm. that had been in human trafficking. And we met with them and we were out in public at one point, just the, the leaders, not the girls, of course. And we were at a cafe and it was it's a it was a husband and wife that ran this. And they start getting real concerned. And um, the gals I was on this ministry trip with, we were like, what is going on? Well, they spotted um, an American man with a young uh, girl, Haitian girl. And it yeah, it was a real eye opener to me that there it was and they knew what they were looking at because they're they they know what to look for just like with anything when you're working with something constantly you you just can identify it fast yeah but so disturbing very disturbing and these children are completely innocent and Mm -hmm. even in the story like the dad of these two kids Mm -hmm. He was dressed in a suit and tie and he took them on a bus to this location where they met with this beautiful Giselle or whatever her name was. I'm looking at the cast list. Giselle. Yeah. And she was a a beauty queen. She was a beauty queen from that country. So she had the glitz and glamour and promised that these kids were going to be in modeling. And she said, no parents can be in here, so you have to come back at 7. And when the dad comes back at 7, there's nobody there. They're gone. The whole building's abandoned. And, of course, they took the kids and shoved them into a big old um, container. A shipping container. And then they're on the ocean going wherever they're going. Oh, gosh. So awful. 
Um, yeah. You know, I was thinking about the characters that played the bad guys. Now, yeah. this is put on by Angel Films, so it's it's Christian run. And I, I sometimes assume that all the actors are Christian. I don't know if that's the case. But these bad guys looked... The, the acting is so much better than how Christian movies used to be. They used to be kind of cheesy. Yeah. But they've been getting better and better and better. And this was really well. Like, you really think, ooh... It was it was really good, and it would be hard to play and portray some of those men, like yes, the pedophi- especially if pedophiles you're, or yeah, whatever. Christian, horrible. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, in terms of you know the the arc of the movie, and you know these kids, they they're in the depths of this despair, and this uh, character uh, Tim, he just doesn't give up throughout the whole thing. Right. I mean, there's so many places in the film where he could just turn back and say, I've done my best. I've saved, yeah. at least I've saved some. Mm-hmm. But he just was relentless. He was. And he was, he, he was so involved in um, getting, he wanted to reunite these, this brother and sister. And at, 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 one of the things that's pointed out at the end of the movie is stories. This is how, yeah. We f- find things out. It's by storytelling. That's what you and I are doing right now. Yes. That's what um, the movie people were doing. But they give credit to the to the two children. They are the storytellers. They never would have known about the sister if the brother hadn't said, what about my sister? Please save my sister. Right. So the little boy gives his um, account as to what happened. Right. And really, it's it's based on that because the the point where Jim Caviezel's character, well, it's it's supposed to be Tim. Um, what's Ball- his name? Tim Ballard. Ballard. Uh, he sits for quite some time, anyway, in the movie, talking to this young boy after the boy after he rescues the boy, and uh, listens to him. Yeah, and that's how they're able to eventually get the sister yeah and it's beautiful at the end when Jim Caviezel says you know this this film isn't about me it isn't about the character that I portray Tim Ballard it's truly about these children yes. who told their story they yes. told the truth of what happened and and then the these adults that that were really Ooh, they were the really chills. like angels for these kids yeah they swept in and rescued, you know, the girl. And oh, unbelievable. And the significance of it being released, the you know, around 4th of July, because the name of the movie is The Sound of Freedom. Mm-hmm. And it it's about true freedom, what freedom is supposed to be and what it's supposed to look like. And because enslavement, enslavement it is definitely not freedom, right? Right. And so... Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but just the significance of it being released now. Very, very significant. I want to share this. When Catherine and I were um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, doing oh, yeah. doing uh, a, an event, mm-hmm. we all, when we travel, we love to go and see something that's unique to the region. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like um, I, I thought about the arch, the St. Louis arch. <laughs> that was an accident. We weren't supposed no. to be in St. Louis. <laughs> we just ended up there. So we go, oh, look, there's the arch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we so we were in Cincinnati and I was Googling what's what does one see in Cincinnati? And we only had a small window of time before we had to get on the road and get get going back to Illinois. And the Underground Railroad Museum mm-hmm. was very near to where we were staying. And I said, you know what? I think if we go there, 
it was kind of a, a poor weather day. It was a little it was, misty. It was raining. Yeah. yeah. I said, but I think if we go there, we can get enough time in to at least get a flavor for it, a mm-hmm. taste of it. And while we're here, we might as well. So we did. Mm-hmm. And it was so in, depressing to uh, go through this museum and to see and read and hear all the things that people who were um, slaves went through. Yeah. And then we, the, the uh, museum spit us out of, you know, this little whole floor that we went onto. And at the end of it, I was like, oh, thank goodness that's over. And it's not like that anymore. And literally the next exhibit was all about this, about, okay. 21st century slavery. Yeah. I mean, it said, maybe we're not doing that, but look what we are doing. And then it showed all of the different examples of human trafficking that's happening right now today. And it's worse now than it was then. Yeah. That's that's a fact. And And, and so many more people are affected. Yes. The numbers, the sheer numbers of people that are affected Mm -hmm. by human trafficking. And most of the people affected by it are innocent children. Yeah. And and what it was um, really stunning to me was that not only is there more enslavement now in in, in America, in this country, than there was when it was legal. That is, is, uh, it's, it's. Oh, it's just sickening. Uh, you know, um, another thing to note about this film, and they did point it out in interviews of the the creators of the film, they liken this storytelling to Harriet Beecher Stowe, mm-hmm. who wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin, and how that was really the spark that ignited the Civil War that led to the freedom of the slaves. Because there was a lot of things going on. There were a lot of people politically connected that wanted slavery Mm -hmm. to be done with. But it wasn't until the storyteller came, Mm -hmm. you know, Harriet Beecher Stowe, and she wrote the book and it got the attention of President Lincoln. And he referred to her as as that, like the spark. Okay, I'm getting my history mixed up. Who's Harriet Tubman then? I thought she... I thought she wrote it. Harriet Tubman. I know she was it says a slave. He, no, it says here that it's Harriet Beecher Stowe is the one who wrote uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Let's look up Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Do that Sorry, friends. We, and while you're doing that. Um, she was an, it, a, an American abolitionist and social activist. Okay. She escaped she, slavery. She got the ball rolling on something. I know that. I, I just don't recall. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Well. To the listeners. <laughs> okay. Okay, what were you going to say? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out, maybe. <laughs> Jeez. Tired, Tracy. It's somebody Dyer. named Harriet. What are, what are all the Harriets? <laughs> well, I know the Harriet Tubman did do something. Yes. In, uh, and it had to do with the slavery and um, activism. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else that you want to share <clears throat> from Sound of Freedom? Well, I can. I, I do want to share this though. Okay, and maybe we can edit it out. But I, I think that we have a real problem. I think with our border down between one hundred percent, we have a huge and problem. This is one of the reasons. Actually, the uh, yeah, one of the reasons we should not have an open border. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. This is a real problem. That's what's happening yeah. down there. 
And this is also, I want to say, why I'm not an advocate for, so there's this hotel and big old truck stop that's happening at our exit in our little town here. <laughs> I said from the beginning, Mm-mm. truck stop, hotel together, no, not a good idea. Because she, she doesn't like that idea because of the uh, prostitution that could be happening Absolutely. there and, and such. And it will. Okay. <laughs> it will. Okay. <laughs> Um, yes, it's it's absolutely a problem that our border is wide open, so the traffickers are free to just send these kids in, and that is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what political flavor you are, you should be against that. Yeah. And um, having a wide open border does not help the society just- and the culture to fight that war. No. Not at all. So it's just a fact. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, anything else about Sound of Freedom? Um, no. I would say uh, do watch it. Tell people about it. There's a lot of emphasis on that's there's power in storytelling. Yes. And that kind of platform, Americans watch so we're visual and audio kind of people. So... And that platform of movie is powerful. So tell people about it. um, Go see it yourself. Yeah. Support and do what you can. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. And seeing it in the theater is an important thing, too, because it sends a message to um, the film. It sends a message to the film industry that these types of films are important Somebody also talked about Schindler's List being like such a powerful film to mm-hmm. show, you know, the atrocities of what was going on in, you know, World War II, you know, Hitler situation, mm-hmm. all of that. With the Jews. Yeah. And with Schindler hiding them. And, and I remember watching that film in the theater and being moved to tears and it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. But they pointed out that that film was many, many decades after... I heard that interview, too. After that was all done. And this film is while this is all happening. This is happening in real time. As we sit here and talk into these microphones, and as listeners hear our voices, you know, whenever they are listening to this podcast, there are millions of children around the world who are being um, victimized by this culture. And um, we need to do anything and everything that we possibly can do to raise the awareness of it and to stop it. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's talk about what what are th- three things that we can do to help. That's what Catherine and I were saying, like, okay, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Well, one is you can share. Mm-hmm. Share about this film to everybody on your social media platforms or in your text, you know, in your phone or email or however. Talk your to your friends and neighbors. Sphere of influence. Yeah. Whoever they are. Right. I mean, just right now, just think about a few people that you can share with. Hey, did you hear about this film? Go check it out. Let's give me your opinion of it, whatever. So share that this film is out there and people people should watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Secondly, give money. Give. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the film, they do um, pull up an opportunity for people to give so that other people can see the film. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they make those tickets available through this site where you can go if you don't have means to go to the movie but you want to see it you can claim one of those tickets well other people are buying those tickets They're yeah not, so you can do that um the other thing is to there's a oh, link buy the merch 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the merge, the um, site is ourrescue.org. And I'll put the link in, in the, the show, show notes. notes. Yeah. Not only buy their merchandise, but you can um, click on the links that are on this uh, website and you can do a fundraiser. There's all kinds of ways that you can support. Did we say that the name of the organization is actually um, Operation Underground Railroad? Yeah. Our. Yeah, th- and that's the uh, that is the nonprofit organization that Tim Ballard uh, founded. F- founded. Yeah, he founded it um, and continues to grow it. You know, uh, Tony Robbins is on board with that. Really? Yeah. It was so interesting. I, I watched an interview of him uh, just this, this morning, and he was doing one of his, you know, like, I call it a crusade, but it's like a, a session, whatever, like a, and, hey, everybody, let's do better in life type of thing. Mm-hmm. And he was encouraging these entrepreneurs or whomever they were, what would you do if you had excess money? Who would you give it to? You know, Mm -hmm. and this one woman got to the microphone and she named this organization and she was tearful. She was so emotional and passionate about it. And she explained a little bit about what they did. And Tony Robbins said, well, I'm going to give you matching funds of blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I don't know, quarter of a million dollars or something. And in a few, a few moments, people all donated to this cause. Mm. And so now Tony wow. Tony Robbins has given like five million dollars to this organization. Good. He All went right. on an adventure with Tim Ballard. He went not an adventure. He went on a um, undercover operation. Yeah, let's, let's call it that. What it, yeah, an undercover operation. He had to disguise himself because he's pretty widely known, and he's a hard figure to miss because he's tall and mm-hmm. you know and his voice is distinct. Anyway, um, he saw with his own eyes, you know, some of what this group does to try to help these kids and get them out of there. So anyway, I thought it was interesting now that you're mentioning about undercover. I was listening to an interview um, by Tim and um, he said that there's so much that we we couldn't reveal and show about um, how we do uh, the undercover operation right. and the technology that they have. He did mention that they even have dogs that can sniff out um, like computers in the wild, things like that. That's I cool. mean, it's crazy. Uh, and uh, good, good that we have that. I hope we can always stay on top of yeah. things like that. I do believe that. I mean, I left that film last night and I did feel like a punch in the gut because it, you, you can't help that. But I also left with hope because Mm -hmm. I do, we know that good overpowers evil, Mm -hmm. that light uh, shown in the darkness, uh, the darkness dissipates. So what we're doing, right? Like we're joining this cause because we're doing what we can Mm -hmm. to shed the light. We're shedding the light on this issue. This is something that we need to take a look at. Mm -hmm. And then we think, okay, well, what can we do? Okay, we can share. We can share it with our friends and family. All right, we can donate. We can give some of our money. Whether you give $10 or $100 or $1,000, it doesn't matter. Give what you can. Give what God asks you to give. And then finally, we could buy like a sweatshirt or something. Yeah. There are things we can do. And we didn't mention this, but we can pray. Oh, I meant to say that. Yes. Yes. Pray. We can pray. We can pray not only for the victims who are out there right now, that they'll have the courage to hang on until they can Mm -hmm. be rescued. But let's pray for all of those who are involved in doing the rescuing 
and and even let's pray for all of people who are involved in the porn industry that is a huge industry that has flourished for too many years Mm -hmm. and they need to um, be cracked down upon they need to um it's criminal enterprise it just needs to go away yeah it's really sad all right so let's have hope Anything else you want to share? We'll Uh, go to our our scripture. Let's go to the scripture. All right. Well, we're going to share some scripture from Psalm 139, and it's verse 14. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And we chose this scripture because it talks about life and how God creates every single life and he creates us with wonderment. You know, we're wonderfully made. That's right. And we're precious. That's right. And And we're not for sale. No. They said that many times in the film. Many times in the movie. God's children are not for sale. sale. That's right. All right. Well, that's it. You're you're still awake. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Hopefully our uh, listeners today have been enlightened. I hope so. I hope so, too. Mm -hmm. Check out the show notes for links to how you can get involved uh, with this effort, as well as uh, links to uh, become a humor contributor. Yes. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 